so I'm lying here in my parents' house, in my old high school bedroom. Around me are some old books I never took with me to college. The Baba Gita, Kerouac's on the road, Carl Jung's Red Book. This is where I had my first experiences with sleep paralysis. In this room, though the layout's different now. I'm laying on a different bed this time, but the room feels remarkably the same. My rising voice invokes the dust as arrows fly. All stand by, impenetrable, unseizable, the sentinel Sleep paralysis is known under many different names. Old hag, devil on your back, incubus, witch riding your back, dead man on your shoulder. These names are all referencing a specific phenomenon, that of an enormous pressure on your chest. I know I've felt it the few times I've had this experience. And to give a basic, a very basic outline of what sleep paralysis is, it's the experience of waking up in the middle of your REM cycle. Typically, you'll look around the room, realizing you can't move, paralyzed, like the name implies. Because you're in your REM cycle, you will also hallucinate. Usually, pretty terrifying things. Though I've had one or two good experiences. But, all this horror fascination aside, what I think is truly interesting about sleep paralysis is this cognitive dissonance, the way in which these dreams and hallucinations not only invade our sleeping reality, but then move into more wakeful ideas. What interests me is a feeling, this idea when we wake and still can't shake the what if. What if it isn't just a dream you ask yourself fully with? And then, when you're asking yourself these questions, where do you go from there?
David? Yep. It is recording. Awesome. So, um, why don't you tell me your first experience with sleep paralysis? Um, it's actually the first and only experience. I've heard about it. Uh, before this, I heard about it happening to multiple people. I never had it happen mm-hmm. to me. Well, on um, my wife and I decided to take our one-year anniversary at the Sleeping Bear Dunes camping, and we went to this campsite. And it's, there's literally only two other campers at um, the whole campsite, so we think it's awesome. I mean, it's uh, in October, and so we didn't do it exactly on our anniversary just because it worked out that way. But it, it's October. Um, in the fall it's beautiful out but at night the coyotes would get so loud and howl all around and I thought it was awesome Katie was a little freaked out but I, I loved it um, like they were really near us. Well, one night, for some reason, I woke up to what sounded like, and kind of, I guess in a way, felt like um, something trying to get to the tent. Uh, like the tent, the door entrance was moving. And I remember thinking, there's something sniffing. It, it's, and I'm thinking it's the coyote. There's a snout sniffing into the tent right now. But my problem is, if I wanted to kick, yell, or something, I was completely frozen. I was laying there, and it felt like I, I couldn't move whatsoever. And when I get this reaction, and then, because uh, I was like, okay, I got scared away, I guess, but then I realized I can't move. When I realized I can't move, I, uh, I tried to scream. And I remember trying to scream, but I, I couldn't do that either. So I remember the scene, like if I could look at myself, what I was doing it would have been terrifying because I'm really frozen laying on my back and my mouth feels like it's more open than it's ever been in my life. It's like just gaping and nothing. There's nothing coming and nothing coming out. And I can't, I just can't do anything. And finally, I eventually it goes away from the door and I can hear it walking around the tent on my side like slow steps walking around real not really trying to be quiet or anything whatever it was walking around and then like from my toe all the way around to my head my head sits back to the tent and then just slowly walks away by the time it gets away for some reason I'm able to move and as soon as I can move and like talk I lean over to Katie and I say did you hear that? she goes hear what? I said 
there was something that tried to get in his head. She said, she said, no, there wasn't, no, there wasn't. Because she had woken up multiple times. She's a really light sleeper. She woke up all, all the time during the all weekend that we were there. She didn't wake up from that. And I kind of thought nothing of it. I was convinced, a hundred percent, at night that something happened. But when we talked about more in the morning, and how she never woke up from it, she never heard any of that. I, I can't personally say whether or not there was something trying to get in. I just know, at the moment, it was a coyote. Afterwards, I don't know what it was. I don't hmm. really get what happened to me because it was so unreal. Because she should have woken up. If, there was yeah, because she had that. Did you recognize this as sleep paralysis at first? No, no. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> my first reaction is I have to get this thing away from the tent. But then when I realize I can't move, I can't breathe, I can't say anything, that's when like real fear was setting in. Because I, I knew there was something around, but I can't move at all. I can't do a thing. That's when mm. I, I actually got very scared. But even the next morning, like, I, I don't know, I, I can't, I can hardly explain it. Um, I know I heard those things. I know I saw the tent move. But... And it wasn't a dream. At least yeah. it felt like it, that it wasn't. No, it, it felt and looked real, completely real. Yeah. If anything, it's more of a hallucinogenic experience than uh, oh, a dream experience. Oh, yeah, that's what way more like that because it I will never deny the fact that I heard those things I heard it it sounded exactly like you've heard when an animal walks in the woods or something it, it's like crunch like they'll, they'll step on a leaf and there'll be a crunch yeah like I could hear that I could hear every detail I could hear the way the tent makes that sound like a sound when you touch it you know what I mean mm -hmm. I could hear all that I could see the door you can still hear it moving. yeah uh, that's what I don't get How in the world that connects? I still don't know if it, was a, if it was an actual dream or if it was an actual an animal. I don't know how that connects to a sleep paralysis if it was a real animal. You know what I mean? Like how does yeah, that work? Totally. Yeah, totally. You're like, is it actually? Oh, you. Oh, are you asking me right now? I don't know, I'm more just asking myself, like, if it was a real animal and not a dream, how did how did it time out perfectly for me to have sleep paralysis while yeah. an animal was there? Yeah. Or was the animal never there? Yeah, was it hallucination? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't That's know that you still I didn't know that you still thought it might be something. I, I thought you kind of accepted it as a hallucination. Well that's what I'm telling you, that's how real it was. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I It still feels so real. I had a coyote by my turn. That's what it, I feel like. But with the sleep paralysis, too, I, it makes me wonder. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. At all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only... I haven't had sleep paralysis since. That's my one and only time. Yeah. I still... When I think about that story, I still don't know what I think about it. Still get goosebumps a little bit? 
a little bit, and more just puts me right there at that spot because I, I can remember it like it happened yesterday. It's actually horrifying. It's tremendously terrifying. And just that feeling, I hated that feeling of me thinking, me thinking that there's something wrong with my tent and trying to get in and I can't move. And I had my wife next to me who passed out sleeping. The stress was there for no reason too. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. for what is happening. There are many people who continue to affirm the experience, a point at which I immediately want to ask, is any of this real? I'm doubtful, but I also think that my initial reaction is a bit misguided. I do, after all, have to wonder if maybe the truth is more nuanced than that. I think about my own experience. A three-month summer stretch with a bout of sleep paralysis roughly every other day. Most of them were terrifying. Many of them were irrelevant or random, being neither terrifyingly sublime or stupendously beautiful. So many of them were only funny, nonsensical hallucinations, and I soon learned to forget many of these experiences. But still, there are a few that stick with me few that shock me with their revelations, and I still want to hold on to these dreams. Maybe they weren't random, maybe they were a genuine experience that I can embrace, but then again, maybe I'm still hung up on the wrong question. Alright, last story. I'll tell it, but I'll make it quick. I was talking to a friend one day about all this, about sleep paralysis, hallucinations, and the experiences that you want to hold on to, the ones that you always remember, the ones that change you, and he starts telling me about his father, about his experience with sleep paralysis. He tells me that he doesn't know if what happened to his father was true, he doesn't know if anything that happened was other than biological, but he knows something changed in his father's life. That, weirdly enough, his father would be a different man today if he didn't have this encounter. His father wouldn't have turned to religion or changed politics or raised my friend the way he did. And, at a certain point, everything would have been different. And this is when the question changes, I guess. It's not, is this real? Or how can I scientifically quantify this phenomenon? The question shifts into a larger picture. Whether or not David's coyote is real 
we know it makes an impact on his life, though we'll never know if it's truly real or not. Once we've accepted this, maybe we'll look past the empirical. Maybe we'll look at the paths these experiences send us down. Maybe we'll ask, is any of this good? Maybe we'll ask, how much does the truth really matter? Unseizable The sun